This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's going on, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, Chris. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this new season premiere um, with my newest episode with Dr. Deborah and all. Uh, I greatly appreciate everybody's support. Um, that podcast did really positive numbers. And as of today, we are officially in 11 different countries with this podcast. So I greatly appreciate all your support and all your help. Um, I honestly couldn't do it without any of you. Um, thank you for constantly tuning in, sharing, and you know whatever else on your social media platforms. It, it's honestly this journey has been. I can't even explain how incredible. I, I am so grateful and so blessed for everything that has happened up until now. Um, I'm excited to see who else I get on this podcast and what other content I'm able to cover to help you guys. So again, thank you guys so very much. Um, January has been uh, one of the fastest months I think I've ever experienced. You know, uh, we're going to be on February uh, on Wednesday and this podcast comes out the last day of January on the 31st. So I kind of want to bring back something I did last season. Uh, now that I ha officially have the mental health calendar for 2023, uh, an accurate one at least. And next month, uh, the very first week of February is national school counseling uh, week. So, you know, pay attention to your kids' emotions and what they bring home, man, because you know, as great as therapy has been for me, you know, two, almost three years, I'm absolutely grateful for Jess. I think she's one of, if not the most incredible human being I've ever met in my life. She's has changed my life and has helped guide me in places I never thought were possible. So Jess, uh, whenever you do listen to this podcast, thank you so much. Um, it's, it's been, it's been incredible. This journey has been incredible and I wouldn't change a thing. But for, you know, for the school counseling conversation, you know, pay attention to your kids, you know, try to listen to what they're going through. Uh, everybody's feelings and trauma is valid, doesn't matter what age. Um, I wish I could have gotten help a lot sooner than I did, but I'm glad that I have the help that I do now. But with that being said, pay attention to your kids, you know, validate what they're going through and just try to listen, you know, uh, Give them a little guidance because it just seems like this new generation of kids that are coming coming out are just, you know, so uh, in tune with just technology and not socializing that it's hard to have conversations with them. So before these suicide rates get out of control and, you know, in my opinion, they're very out of control right now. And I would I would like to see those numbers go down significantly. But, you know, that's that conversation starts at home. You know, it starts out, starts out with the people that you're surrounded by. You know, check on all your friends, your strong friends, too, because you never know what anybody's going through. You know, I, I'm I'm comfortable enough to share with you guys that recently I had called the crisis hotline for myself. Um, unfortunately, dealing with 
just things that were going on at home uh, with my family and just things kind of fell apart and I felt the need to reach out. So for those of you going through a hard time right now, I just want to let every single one of you know that you're not alone and help is only three numbers, nine, eight, eight away. You know, it's, I'm here for you too. Whatever, whatever guidance I can help you with, whatever advice I can give you, or even if you just need a ear, man, I'm, I'm here for all of you. Um, today's topic, you know, kind of goes into, um, goes into many of my other podcasts, more specifically the gaslighting podcast I did with Dr. Deborah. Um, this topic is going to be on trauma bonding. You know, um, I feel it's a very important topic to cover. It was suggested by one of my friends, Brandon, and I thought it was a great idea. It was a great topic to cover. Um, it's one of those words I feel like a lot of people throw around that um, just kind of don't know what it means. I mean, like, oh, yeah, that's I'm trauma bonding with this person or, you know, the whatever, whatever situation you find yourself in. So what is trauma bonding? Trauma bonding occurs when a narcissist r repeats a cycle of abuse with another person, which fuels a need for validation and love from the person being abused. So it's, it you know, it, it goes back to the conversation about my mom. You know, I, I've talked a little bit about her here and there. I try not to make this podcast about me, but I feel in order to talk about these topics, I have to share a little, my, a little piece of my heart with you guys. And I just want to express to you that dealing with a narcissistic parent is probably one of the hardest things you can do in your life. You know, it, it takes a mental toll on, on your health. Uh, it, it puts you in so many bad places and it makes you question your worth. So if you're ever in a situation where you're questioning your worth, you're questioning whether or not you belong here, I'm here to tell you from my experience, you are absolutely worthy of everything good in this life, everything that this life has to possibly offer you, you deserve in the best possible way. I questioned my worth for so long because of my mom, because of what she put me through, whether it was verbal abuse, whether it was physical abuse. I had a trauma bond with her. I constantly seeked that validation from my mom, the I want want to make you proud. I want to do things that how you would say I would do things like going to college that didn't work out for me or working at a job and getting full time and getting promoted over and over and looking for that congratulations that I never got and constantly being gaslit by that person saying that I'm not doing enough or, uh, you know, love bombing me to death after the fact that you spent three hours berating me. So Trauma bonding can can come from romantic relationships, can come from your colleagues, it can come from non-romantic non family members, and of course your friends. Whether or not you realize the other things outside of family, you know, the trauma bonding especially, and it's mostly common in relationships, um, when you feel that this person can do no wrong because they say they love you, that... Um, you're constantly being talked down to, but then they show you uh, all the good things that they can offer to you just so they can stay in control. And what they do is they normalize those toxic behaviors. You know, they, they basically groom and train you to think a certain way so they can do no wrong. 
um, you know, you're, you're giving more power to the abuser leading to further manipulation. And it's something that many of us can't help. You get that stuck feeling that you don't know what to do with your life, or you don't know what to do about a certain relationship, whether it's with a family member or it's with a romantic partner, or it might even be colleagues that you work with or your friends. You don't know what normal quote unquote normal. I use the word normal. I don't know what normal looks like. <laughs> you know, um, always grew up saying I wish it was normal and nobody knows what the hell normal is. So I just keep on keeping on, you know, just to, just to quote Joe Dirt to be, to be corny, you know, life's like a garden, you dig it. Um, but, you know, when you get stuck in that cycle of trauma bonding and you're constantly being shown how awful this person can be how controlling and manipulative this person can be and then when you start noticing those things and you mention it all of a sudden hey i'm going to take you on a vacation take care of you or we're going to have a great time and they put on this whole facade they put on a mask if you will to cover up their you know the ugliness of their personality the manipulation that um that they have and it's just one of those things where you you're not really sure, you know, most people, not most people, some people know what red flags to look for in a narcissist. And then there's the people who uh, are just stuck in that cycle of that's all that they know. So nothing comes up as a red flag. You know, it's, I've never truly experienced what love is from a family member because going from my parents to grandparents to whatever, I've always felt my felt my feelings were always invalidated. They were always, I was wrong for feeling this way. I was wrong for being upset about this for a certain reason, you know, whatever it was. And in a in an abusive relationship, you're constantly being gaslit. You're constantly being love bomb. You're constantly being questioned for why you are the way that you are, thinking that you're a bad person. There are seven different stages of trauma bonding. And before we talk about why we we fall into this pattern of trauma bonding, you know, let's talk about what the seven stages look like. So stage one, and these don't really go in a specific order. Um, stage one is love bombing. You know, like I said, uh, constantly saying I love you or constantly giving out compliments and, you know, them none of them holding water for the longest time when me and my mom weren't talking and she would just say, I love you just because it's some, some, uh, something you're supposed to say some to somebody, right? You're somebody you, you truly care about. You say, I love you too. But when you start treating them like shit constantly and all you say is, Oh, I'm sorry. I love you. Or I'm sorry. I did it because I love you. And that I love you just holds no water. It, it becomes meaningless. And I'm very careful of who I say that to because of, you know, trust issues. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a grown ass man. I have trying to, uh, I have no issues um, saying that I have trust issues with people, uh, whether it was from abandonment or it was from past traumas. Stage two is trust and dependency. You know, uh, again, you're, you're feeling normalized, uh, or being groomed into what you what they think is normal for you um criticism is something that 
uh, will always be a thing with narcissists. You can never do anything right, and you'll always be a punching bag to them. Manipulation and gaslighting go hand in hand with each other. You know, like we talked about in my last podcast, narcissists are are heavy on every every aspect of control. You know, uh, manipulation is, is basically their mo, and gaslighting is just something to create that illusion of you being crazy. And I hate that word, but it's you're crazy. I would never do something like that. Or no, I did this because of X, Y, Z and makes you question yourself. It makes you question, am I wrong for being upset with this? Was I supposed to be doing this with this person? And then resignation and giving up is just something that you give into. You feel stuck and you don't know what to do. So you've used up all your options and uh, it's just, you know, one of those unfortunate things where you're trying so long to fight back and you just use all of your mental energy up. And I, I've absolutely been there uh, just to kind of tell a little piece of myself uh, for you guys with my mom. Uh, the last really big fight that her and I had was when I was still living in Jersey. And I, if I, if I've told this story, I apologize, but the last argument that her and I got into was uh, her screaming in my face for three straight hours. Uh, I didn't say a word the entire time. Uh, she called me names. She tore me down. Uh, she treated me like absolute dog shit. And, you know, I, I was just at a point where I didn't know what else to do. I gave up. I called my dad. I called my grandma and, you know, in tears because that was supposed to be somebody uh, you know, that's supposed to care about me. That's supposed to say, uh, I love you and mean it. And, you know, she betrayed my trust. She broke my heart and she destroyed me. You know, fast forward to 2023. Now that was 2018, 2017, somewhere around there. And I wouldn't take that now. I have boundaries and, you know, I, I implore anybody that is struggling with a hard parent or struggling with a hard friendship or relationship. Always, always, always make sure your boundaries and you, you have boundaries and you stand on those boundaries. Don't make an exception for anybody because the second you do, you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. You know, I know it's a cliche saying, but it will forever be true. So uh, the next step is being, uh, you know, loss of self, which, you know, you're losing your identity. You don't know uh, if this is what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life, if this is how you're supposed to be treated for the rest of your life. Um, and then addiction to that cycle. You're, again, that revolving door of just nonstop misery and nonstop gaslighting and, uh, you know, just kind of getting to the point of, when will it be time for me to be happy again? And when they give me that false sense of hope and then that cycle keeps going. Boundaries is something that might help you get through this uh, vicious cycle of trauma bonding. Why do we do it? Why, why do we get stuck in that trauma bonding cycle? And, you know, it basically comes down to being the result of, you know, reinforcement from the abuser. You know, they they alternate their bad behavior with positive experiences. You know, they take you on a vacation. They buy you something nice. They, you know, give you breakfast in bed or, you know, it doesn't really matter. A kind gesture. 
you know, could be a positive experience. A kind gesture can, you know, provide what you need as a person, you know, that kindness, that compassion, and they know that's what they can provide to you temporarily just so they can keep you under their thumb. And all it does, it, it just leads to the development of a, of a stronger trauma bond. You know, you get to the point of feeding their validation and feeding that addiction to just drain the life out of you like a leech, essentially, that, you know, they they don't, narcissists don't have a direction of stopping when they have somebody in, in their control, when they have somebody in their grasp. And when you're stuck in that cycle of that, of trauma bonding, it's just, it's one of those things where unless you know the signs, unless you know um, how to protect yourself and how to give yourself boundaries and honoring yourself, you know, basically everything that I've learned in therapy, therapy broke that cycle for me. It, helped me understand and accept why my parents are the way that they are and that they'll never change. When you're able to finally put yourself first while you're still in the middle of this cycle, you know, you give yourself a chance to break that cycle. You know, uh, all, all they're doing is trying to train and groom you, uh, you know, as, as a result of the reinforcement behaviors, you know, it's, they want you to constantly be under their thumb, no matter what they do to you, you know, whether it's cheating on you, whether it's mistreating you in front of your colleagues, whether it's uh, talking to somebody who betrayed you and they're supposed to be your best friend. And it, it'll just constantly run its course until you have fallen to your knees and submit to them. And that's something that, we have to do our best to fight against, you know, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Right. But once you have a plan in place and you know what you want out of life, you know, happiness doesn't look the same for everybody. Like I said, in my, in my, uh, my social norms podcast, success doesn't look the same to everybody. And that goes, that goes the same for happiness. That goes the same for, for peace, you know, whatever. It all starts at home. It all starts with you. Once you can start looking in the mirror and say, I love you and, and start giving that self-love, you know, it, it's it's really hard to break the cycle. And it's really hard to put yourself first if you can't love yourself. If you don't think you're worthy of love, you you challenge your your mental health even further than it needs to be challenged. And Breaking the cycle that I broke, you know, whether it was being a young parent, whether it was, um, you know, treating others the way my parents treated me, I, I destroyed that cycle. And that was because I got to the point of just being abused for one too many times. And unfortunately, it wasn't because of therapy that I came to that breakthrough. It came to the giving up the the resignation that I'm done I quit I don't want to do this anymore you know, I'm just going to let you treat me the way that you treated me and that's what happened with my mom I didn't respond and she kept laying it into me she kept calling me names she kept tearing me down and doing all those things and it took it got to that point where I was I was ashes I, I was completely done and 
as soon as I reached out to a therapist up there before I met Jess, uh, you know, she told me the first two sessions I couldn't look her in the eye. And we were only, I think we were only in therapy together for three months, I think I saw her. And when I finally made that decision uh, to leave Jersey and to better my life and better my mental health, you know, I, I kind of was, I don't want to say I was gaslit, but I, I feel like I kind of was by my aunt saying that, uh, you know, I, I was only in Jersey for a year and I didn't really give it a chance and just kind of overlooked what I went through with my mom. And um, yeah, it's, I have a, it's a, it's a hard relationship I have with my family because deep down I love my family and it's, it's hard to, separate what I want out of our family versus what I get. And uh, most of, most of the time our relationships don't really improve, you know, uh, almost every year in the, during the holidays is the same. Um, you know, whatever, whatever the case is in our family, it just doesn't ever seem to change. Um, but with that being said, when I came down here and I met Jess after uh, another a therapist uh, that kind of led me in the wrong direction. I met Jess, and you know she helped breathe life and uh, breathe breathe life back into me. Sorry, um, and I, I rose from those ashes. You know, I was able to smash that cycle. I was able to have my mom stay here for a week and establish those boundaries with her, and let her know that I'm not that same guy that I was when I was in Jersey and you're not going to treat me the way that you did. So all I'm getting at in my rambling, and I apologize for rambling is healing is possible. Breaking this cycle is possible. I'm not saying that I'm stronger than anybody. I'm not saying that it was easier for me than it is going to be for anybody else. But if you can look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're going to do this and you can do this, God damn it. You're going to do it. You're, you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Tell your heart that you're worthy of that love. Tell your heart that you're worthy of getting out of this abusive relationship that you find yourself in. Um, let's talk about the common risk factors of trauma bonding. So, of course, there's the poor mental health, which I kind of expressed to you of where I was and where uh, my journey has led me. Low self-esteem, another thing I struggle with for a very long time i don't like my face without a beard uh I, my size is unacceptable and i'm doing things to change all that i'm doing things to better myself um financial difficulties i feel like this is this is something not talked about enough when you're stuck in an abusive relationship or you have a narcissistic parent that that abuses you in any any kind of way verbally emotionally physically and you're trying to save up all your money to get out of that situation, but there's always something that that narcissist needs money for. Uh, I need help with this month's bills, or I need you to start paying half of everything, you know, et cetera. And when you become an adult and it's you're finally doing things on your own, you struggle, you know, you live from paycheck to paycheck, or you just make enough to pay your bills and eat eat food um, that's, you know, low cost. Um, no support system. Oh man. When I was in Jersey, um, with the exception of my aunt, I had nobody, you know, I never had a strong relationship with my sister. 
um living with my mom was a nightmare um my aunt I had her support but again like I kind of talked about before when I left Jersey um she I don't think she intentionally gaslit me but she gaslit me and, and basically trying to make me think that my decision was the wrong one to make when she really didn't understand or know the extent of the situation. So, you know, again, having no support system was brutal. I hated it. Uh, I'll never go to a state where I don't have any kind of support or any friends. Um, Post uh, past trauma, uh, you know, again, with growing up with, my parents and being the way that they were, uh, you know, just kind of stuck in that cycle for a long time. Um, history being bullied. I was bullied heavily in school, um, by my parents, by my grandparents. Bullying is something that I'm heavily passionate about and wish it would just stop altogether. You know, there's there's teasing and, you know, building character. You know, uh, parents were always saying that bullying is building character and you're making that person mentally stronger. And I feel with this new generation of, you know, we're supposed to watch everything we say and everything's offensive and warning labels around everything. We didn't have that when I was younger. So imagine living in the world that we grew up in and not having warning labels on everything, not, not uh, you know, having our parents hover over us or, uh, you know, having a parent there to catch you if we fell off our bike, nothing. We had to learn from every trauma we got put through. You know, when I was uh, eight years old, when my parents got divorced, I, I wasn't mentally trained to deal with that. And it took my first grade teacher to to reach her hand into my soul and let me know that I didn't have to go through a divorce alone. And I've stayed uh, close with her ever since. And I've known her for over 15 years. And she's one of the most important parts of my life. You know, she holds a very special place in my heart and in the foundation that I stand on today. So, Teresa, if you do end up listening to this podcast forever, thank you. Because you have helped me through a lifetime of hell. Um, but kind of back to the bullying thing um you know again i understand why society is the way that it is today and bullying has gotten worse since i was a kid but um i just i wish parents would pay more attention to what their kids are going through you know i hate reading kids taking their life at 15 years old because they're getting bullied at school or a wrestler taking their life because they're getting bullied on Twitter. You know, it's, it's, it's conversations like that, that just frustrate me because you don't know what these people are going through. You don't know what abuse they're facing and people just feel the need to just dig to bury that knife wherever they can stick it. Um, we kind of talked about this in the stages, but no person, uh, no personality uh, identity. Um, you know, you lose yourself um, when you're dealing with a narcissist, narcissistic relationship, um, especially if if it's uh, trauma bonding uh, or being love bonds. You know, you you don't know who, what your purpose is on this earth. You don't know 
what your worth is. You don't know what you're supposed to do. And all you know is pain. And, you know, like like in Rick and Morty, the Mr. Me Seeks, is, existence is pain. And I know in the show that's meant to be, you know, a funny because of the character, but it, it is true. Um, when you're dealing with a narcissistic or abusive relationship from colleague to family, um, existing just hurts because you don't know what you're doing wrong. And you're constantly being told that you're doing something wrong and you don't know how to fix it. Um, so the different signs of trauma bonding, uh, just in case, if you find yourself in a situation where you're not really sure if you're being, uh, you know, if you're in the middle of, of a trauma bond. Um, so the son, the signs of trauma bonding um, is basically feeling, feeling in debt to your abuser, no matter what they do, uh, no matter what they say to you, you always feel like, oh, well, they did this for me. So, you know, I can't walk away from this relationship because they, they mean too much in my life or, you know, they, they saved my grandma from falling off a bridge or whatever. And you just constantly feel no matter how badly that person treats you like me with my mom, you're constantly in debt. Um, you know, just to get actually a little deeper on the mom conversation. Um, you know, uh, my, my, past therapy session with Jess was was pretty heavy you know we, we talked about the crisis hotline when I called them and everything and I basically told her I said you know with everybody cutting my mom off because of a of a circumstance situation that we're going through um and I said if I was the last person to cut her off and block her from everything and never talk to her for however long and she were to take her life I would feel guilty for the rest of my life because she did that now, her being a narcissist and threatening of taking her life, um, I know she wants that control, and I know she just wants people to feel bad for her no matter what she does to people. But again, it, it's just one of those things where my inner child screams out and saying that, you know, we don't want to be responsible for for the passing of my mom. You know, I, I don't want anybody to take their life and even more so a parent. So, you know, I, I just I wanted to share that piece with you guys because I felt like it was something I, I needed to bring up on the podcast. Um, protecting the abuser is something that I, I know I was a little guilty of for a while um, until I realized just how awful that she was becoming. Um, I protected my dad a lot, too, for for the longest time, not realizing the things that he did. Uh, you know, he didn't do nearly as bad of things to me as my mom did but you know again it's not a matter of who did more who did less it's you know they both were guilty of it and they both had a, a negative impact on my life unfortunately um covering negative emotions you know i'm guilty of this very very guilty of this uh wearing a mask and just kind of uh, showing the face that everybody wants to see the the smile the, you know, happy Chris, everything's great, everything, you know, happy life, whatever. Um, and it's hard to hide. It's hard to show those emotions to people because being vulnerable is not easy. And that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to do this podcast was because being vulnerable is, is something not many people are willing to do. And it's something that I've become a little more comfortable with every podcast. And 
every guest that I've had, I, I can openly express to you guys what's, uh, you know, what I'm struggling with. And I want you to guys, you know, whoever is struggling with that at the same time, to know, let them know that they're not alone. Um, your friends and family don't approve of a relationship that you're in. Um, I, I, I would say to this one, when I, when I did read it, I understand, um, what they were meaning of, you know, family members not approving, but if it's, if it's one of those things, they don't approve because, you know, whatever past experience they had them, that's one thing. But if they constantly see you're being talked to or treated a certain way, that's definitely something to look out for. Um, multiple roles for the abuser. So it kind of took me a little bit to stew over this, just to try and understand what they meant by, you know, multiple roles. And with a, with a narcissist, you know, you're, you're kind of their, their shield, their punching bag, their, their wallet, their whatever, their, uh, their scapegoat, whatever they're going through, uh, you know, you're, you're whatever they want you to be. You're wearing multiple hats. You're constantly changing yourself for their benefit. And that is probably the biggest red flag here. Cause if you're doing that for a relationship, I think it's time to look in the mirror and realize that you may have lost your personality. You may have lost your identity, um, essentially. Um, of course, at the end of every podcast, uh, I like to read quotes. Um, it took me a little bit to find, uh, to find an appropriate quote, um, with this situation because there's so many on narcissism and very little on trauma bonding only because, it only shows definitions of it in different fonts and stuff. So I did find one. This one is by a, a Jada DeWall. Um, and it reads, it can be difficult to leave a long-term relationship, even when our inner wisdom tells us it's time to let go. At this point, we can choose to let, we can choose to let go and endure the intense pain of leaving behind the familiar uh, to make way for a new chapter in our life. Or we could stay and suffer a low grain pain, a low grade pain that slowly eats away at our heart and soul, like an emotional cancer. Until we wake up one day and realize we are so buried, we are buried so deep in the dysfunction of the relationship that we scarcely remember who we were and what we wanted and needed to be. That is probably one of the most powerful quotes I think I've ever read. Um just because it embodies everything that I have gone through um, in my, in my journey of healing um, and being stuck in that cycle for so long and not really knowing anything other than what I was being, how I was being treated. Um, excuse me. Um, and again, just kind of looking in the mirror and telling me, uh, telling myself what I deserve and, telling myself um, the positive things that that I can welcome into my heart. You know, I, I'm able to have that inner peace. I'm able to experience that happiness. And it took me a while to believe that, you know, but I, I just want to express to everybody who listens every single week um, or every podcast rather that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter how great things are, how bad things are, always be kind to everybody around you. 
Now, I'm not saying go to your abuser and give him a big hug and say thank you, but always be kind to each other and, you know, just acknowledge what people are going through. You know, reach out to friends you haven't talked to in a couple months and just check up on them. Check up on the people that you wouldn't suspect would be going through something. I, I wish people would do that for me sometimes because it doesn't happen very often. You know, I think I maybe have a handful, maybe one or two people that do that consistently and, you know, just make sure I'm okay. And I struggle very silently. Uh, I, I don't, I don't show it um, that I'm struggling. And if I do, I usually pour my heart and soul into a post or I'll say it on this podcast and, um, you know, kind of deal with it that way. But I, I try, I've, I've been trying my best to express myself a little bit more and more as the months move on. But until the next podcast, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Trauma Bonding. I hope you guys get something out of it. Um, please give me some feedback, uh, any questions you may have for me or anything that, um, you know, you may be curious about or something I didn't cover in here. You know, always welcome criticism or any kind of feedback that you can give me, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, until next time, remember to always be kind to each other and please always be gentle with yourselves. Take care and be well.